Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word of Devotion with the Lord. We're going to be praying right now. And um, I read to us the scriptures with Timothy. First Timothy 2, from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right now, we're going to be praying and interceding for our different nations. Whatever nation you reside, you're going to be praying for that nation right now. We're going to be praying for those people that instigate violence, unnecessary violence all around the world. You know, unnecessary violence in our cities, in our states, in our countries. We're going to be praying against that. Because it says that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. So we're going to be praying against such things that the leaders will not condone such acts and they will take swift actions against it. And the angels of the Lord are released against such people, bringing confusion into their midst and not allowing them to continue with such wickedness and evil. Let's go ahead and pray. Kindly unmute yourself as we pray. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray against everything, oh God, everyone that devises evil, boundless, Ya <laughs> 
Ya la mando 
Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Zinto umbra da katoja kabaya. Yes, vale kusha pararabasataya. Every instigator of evil, every instigator of violence in our nations, Makasata Kabaya. Those who speak words and their words become a fuel for violence in our cities, in our nations, in our countries. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we cut them off right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lishu Kabarabasata Kabaya. Yeleki Kabarabasata Kabaya. Their plans, their intentions, they all go up in flames by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, angels, are dispatched to set confusions in their midst in the name of the Lord Jesus. Wherever they gather to plan confusion is set in their midst in the name of the Lord Jesus. We will never allow such wickedness, such violence, such instigators of men to thrive in our cities, to thrive in our nations. We do not allow them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lacri Sotoko Benicoto Vision of Alega, Legriga Doshana Mande Pelebrondo Coroste Ia, Ela Catosa Catapella Brabasta, by the power of the Holy Ghost, Zeki Copanana Shilabate, Onsa Kikamando Placedoske, Livra Cosca Nenda Fracadesto, Arecateza Namande Blagadeja Namanda, Recateza Labacto, End of Legido, Penevida, Frande Catola, Andasatila, Rusta, Ambra Acta Sakela Mando Shalabahaya. Oh, glory to God. Wickedness, evil, violence shall no more be heard in our lands, shall no more be heard in our territories, shall no more be heard in our, in our cities, shall no more, no more be heard in our states. He says they shall gather, but as long as they do not gather unto my name, they shall be scattered in seven ways. They will flee in seven ways. 
especially those instigators of violence, those ones who instigate violence just by their words, by the things that they say on social media, by the things that they say on the radio, on the television, by the things that they say to other people, they'll cause men to begin to fight themselves. People of the same class, the same city begin to fight themselves. People of the same nation to begin to fight themselves. We put an end to it in the name of the Lord Jesus. We cut off such wickedness from our cities. We cut off such wickedness. They have no place no more in our states, in our nations, in our towns, in our provinces. All men live peaceably, peaceably. As long as we're still on the edge, we the children, the saints of God in righteousness. As long as we're still on this surface of the edge, and we've not been taken away in the rapture, no more, no more with this violence, this, this negativity and wickedness be heard. Oh God, our cities will live peaceably under our authority and under our dispensation. Our cities will live peaceably in the name of the Lord Jesus. Blessed be God, blessed be God, blessed be God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. You are welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. The time of upliftment, a time of recalibration, a time of strengthening with the Lord, where your life goes from upward to forward movement, upward and forward movement continually hallelujah whatever challenges you might be having in your health in your body mentally psychologically physically with these times your life will be upgraded your life will become better you see only success and progress hallelujah you see the possibilities of those dreams and those visions hallelujah praise god thank you so much esteemed amara for the opportunity to lead the saints in prayers today of intercession for the nations of the world. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right now, we're going over to the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, esteemed Amarak. Thank you so much, man. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. For his mercies endured forever. Amen. For his mercies endured forever. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you for who you are and all you do. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for those times of prayers and intercession. And amen, amen. To all that we have prayed for, I'd like to welcome everyone yet again to another time of devotion with the Lord. Today is Wednesday, the 2nd of June, 2021. And if you were looking at the screen, the title of today's devotional is Have No Fear, Believe God's Word. Have no fear, believe God's Word. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. 
Mark 16, 17 to 18. In the past year, perhaps more than ever in the history of this generation, we've seen intense distress of nations with many living in immense fear. Even amongst Christians, we've seen church leaders go as far as putting up a sign to indicate they are shutting down their churches because of fear. But such actions are inconsistent with the ministry of Jesus Christ in whom we've believed. How can a Christian who the Bible says is the salt of the earth and the light of the world, the one who is anointed with the Holy Ghost, a God-carrying vessel, be afraid? Jesus highlighted the signs with which to identify those who believe in him part of which we read in our opening scripture. No one who truly believes in Jesus will be afraid of any sickness or infectious disease. He said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Your reaction to the things going on in the world today shows whether or not you truly believe in Jesus. It's the pressures of, it's the pressures of life that reveal your convictions. <laughs> it's the pressures of life that reveal your convictions. If as a Christian you are afraid of sickness or disease, then in which God did you believe? If as a Christian, you are afraid of sickness or disease, then in which God did you believe? Certainly not the same God that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the prophets and the apostles knew and talked about. For many years, I've laid hands on people with some of the most contagious diseases in the world, very infectious diseases but I could never have any fear of becoming infected because it's the same ministry of Jesus by the power, by the life and power of the Holy Spirit. We have the divine life that's uninfectable and impregnable to any sickness or disease. Take the word of God seriously. Study it, believe it, and leave it. Praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The simplicity of the Bible is what it is. Every man has a choice to believe it or not to believe it, to accept it or to reject it, to put it to work or to shun it. You know, um, I remember reading God's generals and many of those men of God in those days lived in a time where when um, they didn't have many examples. Some didn't even have any other example to say that this is the way. All they had was access to the Bible. I remember that someone like um, Tyndale, who was one of the people who even translated the Bible, you know, in from one language to another, he didn't even have the Bible like we have it today. All he had was manuscripts, which somehow, some way he was able to assess. And then it was some of those manuscripts that he began, you know, to translate, put together and translate. And then before the end of his life, of which he was born on the stake for what he did, he had successfully translated the whole Bible. In our journey in life, we all have to come to that point where we ask ourselves certain questions. 
I used to tell my friends, I say that I'm very quick to review my journey of life and to know how well I've done, where I'm headed, what I did right or need to do better. who I need to be with and who I need to stay away from, where I need to function and where I need to avoid. Most times, if not all of the times, even you know when God uses people to raise certain issues with me, trust me, God already raised them with me. And that's because I am honest with myself to say, Amaka, how are you doing? Are you okay? Is everything fine? This thing that you are doing, is this what you should be doing? And are you doing it the way you should be doing it? So as a Christian, you might have grown up in a Christian home and you say, oh, um, you know, I grew up in a home every Sunday. My father took us to church. We just pray in our house. When I was 10 years old, I did baptism. My dad said I should go to um, evangelism school. I did it. So you may have been raised in a home where you were just brought up to practice certain matters of Christianity, not because you know anything about Christianity or you know God for yourself. But adulthood is responsibility. Adulthood is being able to say that this is what I want and this is what I choose. And that is why every man must choose to believe in Jesus or not to believe. He must hear the gospel for himself. He must say the prayer of salvation. The people who've been to church all their lives, yet not saved. He must personally accept that Jesus died for him, paid all, all penalty for his sin. And he must choose Jesus. And then in our journey as Christians, we must ask ourselves, what do we truly believe? When we read all of these things in the Bible, are they inspirational words or are they words of life? When he said, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. When he was saying this to the disciples, Paul wasn't there. But what Paul in Acts, how the Paul at a particular time in Lystra, if I'm, not, if I'm not wrong. And then he was there by the fire, talking to some people, witnessing. And the Bible says a serpent came out and beat him. And the, the Bible recorded that he just shook his hand and threw the serpent into the fire and continued preaching. He was not here when Jesus said these words in Luke 10, 19. But he had come to that point when he asked himself, what do you truly believe? If you look at our opening scripture, and the sun shall follow them that believe. Say so they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If the one that should be laying hands on the sick so that the sick will recover is afraid of sickness. Indeed, who do you believe in? You meet some Christians, you say, eh, let's just wear the mask. So prevention is better than cure. Let's just wear it. Let's just wear it. Prevent, cure. I'm the curer. I'm the one who lays her hands on the sick and the sick recovers. And you see, you must put these things that you read in the Bible to work. There's a video, I'm gonna try and find it and share. It's a video of the late Archbishop Benson Idahosa. As a young man, he had read these opening scriptures and he was in service when the man of God read it. After the service, he went to meet the man of God. He said, man of God, 
this scripture that you read to us today, is it true? As in, I can raise the dead, I can heal the sick. The man of God said, yes. He now asked the man of God, he said, but have you raised the dead before? The man of God said, no. He said, but is it true? The man of God said, yes. He left the church at about 11 a.m. that day. And he started going to the he started going street by street, house by house. And he would knock on the door and he would say, Hello, is there a dead person in this place? And he did it till about 2 p.m. And at about 2 p.m., he found the house with a dead person. And then he went in. He said, I want to prove that this word of God works. To cut the long story short, he raised the dead. I remember as a young Christian growing up, you know, back then I was in school and I had just become a cell leader. I was, I think I was in hundred level and, you know, my cell leader was in her final year in, the, in law. And um, back then law students would graduate ahead of the normal school calendar. So I don't know how I was then made the cell leader. And, you know, I was leading people who were in their final year in engineering, final year in law, final year in medicine. And I remember this particular guy who, was is a, he was a soul of my cell leader but I was the one who followed him up he used to be a cultist and then we won him to Christ and then his mom passed on I was a young Christian then but I remember that I went to the sport complex and I was there almost all night and I would tell him I would say where you are put your hand on your mom I was praying over the phone it was not the same city and I will pray at the sport complex and I'll call him on phone and I'll say put the phone on speaker and I will talk to the dead body of his mother the mother didn't come come alive but you know I think about it and I'm, I'm like what what audacity of faith some years down the line I had someone who had won to Christ and they had come to church and then on this Monday morning the brother-in-law calls me and say, oh, Sister Maka, my, my brother's wife slumped this morning, you know, and we're at the hospital and she's gone, her body's cold. I said, no, she's not going anywhere. And I told him, I said, put the phone on speaker and put your hand on her body. And, you know, I didn't pray for up to five minutes. I spoke in tongues and I remember these words and I spoke to that dead body. I said, sister, you're going nowhere you come alive. And as soon as I was done with the call, I continued with my life. I was in the office, it was Monday morning for God's sake. 30 minutes later, they called me, said she had woken up. And then the sister said that she was, she was, she was going somewhere and that she was about to enter a gate when a man in white told her sister, you have to go back. It's not, it's not yet your time. What am I saying? You can make up your mind that you will prove if the Bible is true. You know, that's why when certain people ask me, Amarak, why are you the way you are? Brothers and sisters, I'm not waiting for a man of God to prove to me that the Bible is true. You know, a lot of Christians are waiting for other Christians who will help them, who will help them run this Christian race, who will pray with them, who will intercede with them, who will cast out the devils that are tormenting their families. I don't wait. You mess with me, I mess with you big time. The devil knows that. I know when to ignore, with, ignore the devil and I know when to deal with him. The Bible works. The Bible is true. The word of God works. Brothers and sisters, don't allow the devil mess with you in this world and in this life. Don't allow the devil mess with your city. Don't allow the devil mess with your country. That is why we pray. That is why we intercede at the beginning of every daily devotion. Prove to yourself that the Bible is true. When you have done that, see, you know, I used to tell my people, I say, what is in your report card as a Christian? When we went to school, we come back at the end of the session or semester and we show our parents, daddy, this is my report card. What is in your report card as a Christian? What are your credentials? What would you say you have done in this Christian race? What have you proven to be true? What have you tested and said? No, in this life, I either stand with God or with God. Put a gun to my head. You see this Jesus, he's real to me. Nobody, no man of God. See, let me tell you guys, my conviction is such that, God forbid, but if Pastor Chris comes out today and says that this gospel he's preaching is not real, I don't care. I stand with Jesus. 
My faith is not hinged on what a man told me. I have tested the word of God and it is true. I have tested Jesus for myself and Jesus is real. I'm asking you, have you tested? Is he real to you? Until then, your faith and your conviction will be hinged on what people say and didn't say, on what people did and didn't do. They say, oh, this man of God, his wife left him, then you leave the church. You were following a man, you were not following God. Oh, this man of God, the news is saying he did this. He said, and I thought he was a real man of God. And you are, you are done and you are gone. You don't, you, I'm not even saying, because there are times when, yes, certain things can happen and then maybe the Spirit of God is telling you, move from one church to another. But you stop being a Christian. No, you did not know Jesus. You were following a man. You were not following a man of God. They are two different things. When you follow a man of God, you are following God because you saw God in a man. It's been a long devotional and I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy at this moment to take us through the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. But the summary of the whole thing is find your conviction in Christ and stand for Christ irrespective of where you are. I've trained myself in life. If we were 100 and 99 others were going in a different direction and I was the only one that had to go in the right direction, I'm okay with it. I'm comfort comfortable with it. I'm a one-man squad. If the other 99 are against me, it does not matter. People who have been with me know those things don't move me. It doesn't matter how many people gang up against me. It does not move me. You see this Jesus? You see this gospel race? Why need for life? Over to you, Sister Joy. God bless you, everyone. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the ministration. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connected from. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to take the further studies. Praise God. I'm reading from Mark 16, 17 to 18, the New King James Version. It says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Psalm 82, verse five to six. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the most high. And finally, John 14, one, the TPT version. Don't worry or surrender to your fear, for you've believed in God. Now trust and believe in me also. Hallelujah. We're going to be taking the confession together. It's on the screen. As usual, you don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Have been sent forth to be the solution to the problems of the world. And I'm fulfilling my ministry. Hallelujah. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. I'm conscious that I have power over sickness, disease, and infirmities to heal them and live above them. This is my reality. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I would like to hand over to Brother Zia to take us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a testimony-filled day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depends on what part of the world you are connecting from. Welcome to today's Inspired by the World Time of Devotion. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this amazing platform. Congratulations to everyone that has been consistent with the daily Bible reading plan. Today, we're reading the New Testament, the book of John, chapter 1, 17, from verse 1 to 26. And we have been reading the message translation, and it's been a very interesting read. The caption for today is Jesus' prayer for his followers. Verse 1, Jesus said these things. Then raising his eyes in prayer, he said, Father, it's time. Display the bright splendor of your son so the sun in turn may show your bright splendor. 
you put him in charge of everything human, so he might give real and eternal life to all in his charge. And this is the real and eternal life, that they know you, the one and only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. I glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. And now, Father, glorify me with your very own splendor. The very splendor I had in your presence before there was a world. I spelled out your character in detail to the men and women you gave me. They were yours in the first place. Then you gave them to me. And they have now done what you said. They now know. Beyond the shadow of a doubt that everything you gave me is firsthand from you. For the message you gave me, I gave them. And they took it and were convinced that I came from you. They believed that you sent me. I prayed for them. I'm not praying for the God-rejecting world, but for those you gave me. For they are yours by right. Everything mine is yours and yours mine. And my life is on display in them. For I'm no longer going to be visible in the world. They will continue in the world while I return to you. Holy Father, guard them as they pursue this life that you conferred as a gift through me. So they can, they can be one heart and mind, as we are one heart and mind. As, as long as I am with you with them, I guarded them in the pursuit of the life you gave through me. I even post a ninth watch, and not one of them got away, except for the rebel bent on destruction, the exception that proved the rule of scripture. Now I'm returning to you. I'm saying these things in the world's hearing so my people can experience my joy completed in them. I gave them your word. The godless world hated them because of it, because they didn't join the world's way, just as I didn't join the world's way. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you guard them from the evil one. They are no, they are, they are no one, they are no more defined by the world that I'm defined by the world. Make them holy, consecrated with the truth. Your word is truth, is consecrating truth. In the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I gave them a mission in the world. I'm consecrating myself for their sakes. So there will be truth consecrated in their mission. I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who believe in me. Because of them, and their witness about me. The goal is for all of them to become one heart and mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. So they might be one heart and mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them. So they will be as unified and together as we are. I in them, you in me then they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you have sent me and love them in the same way you have loved me. Father, I want those you gave me to be with me right where I am so they can see my glory, the splendor you gave me. Having loved me long before there was ever, there ever was a world. Righteous Father, the world has never been known that the world has never known you, but I've known you, and these disciples know that you sent me on this mission. I've made you very, I've made your very being known to them, who you are and what you do, and continue to make it known, so that you love, so that your love for me might be in them exactly as I am in them. May the Lord bless the reading of His word in our hearts in Jesus' name. So we go out today, we go, go forth one with God as he is in us and we are in him. In Jesus' name. Right now, hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament one year Bible reading plan. Thank you, everybody. Have a blessed day ahead.
Thank you very much, Brother Z. Oh, wow. That's one of the one of my best chapters in the Bible. <laughs> okay, we go we we'll proceed to the Old Testament right now. And um we are reading the book of First Chronicles, chapter nine and chapter ten. I want to say a big thank you to every one of you for for consistently connecting on a daily basis. And a big thank you to Stamaka for the powerful absolute reality session this morning and for this beautiful opportunity. So um share my screen. Okay. Okay. First Chronicles chapter nine, from verse one. This is the complete family tree for all Israel, recorded in the royal annals of the kings of Israel and Judah at the time they were exiled to Babylon because of their unbelieving and disobedient lives. The caption, the back from exile community in Jerusalem. The first Israelites to return from exile to their homes and cities where the priests, the Levites, and the temple support staff. Returning to Jerusalem from the families of Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh, were the following, Uthai, son of Amihud, the son of Umrai, the son of Imrai, the son of Bani, from the line of Perez, son of Judah. From the Shilonites, where Asiah, the firstborn, and his sons, from the family of Zerah, there was Jewel. There were 690 in the Judah group. From the family of Benjamin, were Salu, son of Meshulam, the son of Odaviah, the son of Asenua, and Ibnaiah, son of Jeroham, and Elah, son of Uzai, the son of Mikri, and Meshulam, son of Shephatiah, the son of Ruel, the son of Ibnijah. There were 956 in the Benjamin group. All these named were heads of families. Verse 10, from the company of priests, there were Jediah, Jerarib, Jakin, Azariah, son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam and the son of Zadok, the son of Merah, the son of Ahito, who was in charge of taking care of the house of God, Adiah, son of Jeroham, the son of Pash, the son of Makija, also Masai, son of Adiel, the son of Jasira, the son of Meshulam, the son of Meshulameth, and the son of Ima, the priest, all of them, Heads of families numbered 1,760 skilled and seasoned servants in the work of worshiping God. From the Levites were Shemaiah, son of Hashor, the son of Azrikam, the son of Hashabiah, the Merarites, then Bakbaka, Heresh, Galal, Metaniah, son of Micah, the son of Zechari, the son of Asaph. Also Obadiah, son of Shemaiah, the son of Galah, the son of Jeduthun, and finally Berechiah, the son of Asa, the son of Elkanah, who lived in the villages of the Netophalites. The security guards were Shalom, Akub, Talmum, Ahima, and their brothers. Shalom was the chief and up to now security guard of the king's gates on the east. They also served as security guards at the camps of Levite families. Shalom, son of Korah, the son of Ebiasaf, the son of Korah, along with his brothers in the Korah, Korahite family, were in charge of the services of the worship as doorkeepers of the tents, as their ancestors had guarded the entrance to the camp of God in the early days. Phinehas, son of Eleazar, 
was in charge of the security guards. God be with him. Now Zechariah, son of Meshilemiah, was the security guard at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The number of those who had been chosen to be security guards was 212. They were officially registered in their own camps. David and Samuel, the seer, had picked them for their dependability. They and their sons had the permanent responsibility for guarding the gates of God's house, the house of worship. The main security guards were posted at the four entrances, east, west, north, and south. The brothers in the villages were scheduled to give them relief weekly. The four main security guards were responsible for the round-the-clock surveillance. Being Levites, they were responsible for the security of all supplies and valuables in the house of God. They kept watch all through the night and had the key to open the doors each morning. Some were in charge of the articles used in the temple worship. They counted them both when they brought them in and when they took them out. Others were in charge of supplies in the sanctuary, flour, wine, oil, incense, and spices. And some of the priests were assigned to mixing the oils for the perfume. The Levites, the Levite Matithiah, the first son of Shalom, the Korathite, was responsible for baking the bread for the services of the worship. Of worship. Some of the brothers, sons of the Kohathites, were assigned to preparing the bread set out on the table each Sabbath. And then they were, they were the musicians. All heads of Levite families. They had permanent living quarters in the temple because they were on 24-hour duty. They were exempt from all other duties. These were the heads of Levite families as designated in their family tree. They lived in Jerusalem. The caption, the family of Saul. Jael, the father of Gibeon, lived at Gibeon. His wife was Maka. His firstborn son was Abdon, followed by Zor, Kish, Baal, Ner, Nad, Gidor, Ahio, Zechariah, and Mikloth. Mikloth had Shimeon, they lived in the same neighborhood as their relatives in Jerusalem. Ner had Kish, Kish had Saul, Saul had Jonathan, Malkishua, Abinadab, and Eshbaal. Meribbaal was the son of Jonathan, and Meribbaal had Micah. Micah's sons were Python, Melech, and Tariah. Ehaz had Jarah, Jarah had Alimeth. Asmaveth and Zimri. Zimri had Moza. Moza had Binir. Fire was his son. Eliasa was his son. And Azel was his son. Azel had six sons. Azrikam, Bokeru, Ishmael, Sheriah, Obadiah, and Hanan, the sons of Azel. Quickly, we move over to chapter 10 right now. The Philistines went to war against Israel. The Israelites ran for their lives from the Philistines, but fell slaughtered on Mount Giboa. The Philistines zeroed in on Saul and his sons and killed his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua. The battle went hard against Saul. The archers found him and wounded him. Saul said to his armor bearer, draw, sword, draw your sword and finish me off before these pagan pigs get to me and make this part of my body. But his armor bearer, Restrained by both reverence and fear, wouldn't do it. So Saul took his own sword and killed himself. The armor bearer panicked because Saul was dead, then killed himself. So Saul and his three sons, all four, the same day died. When, Israel, when all of the Israel in the valley saw that the army had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their cities and ran off. Philistines came and moved in. The next day, the Philistines came to plunder the dead bodies and found Saul and his sons dead in Mount Dubois. They stripped Saul, removed his head and his armor, and put them on exhibits throughout Philistia, reporting the victory news to their idols and the people. Then they put Saul's armor on display in the temple of their gods and placed his skull as a trophy in the temple of their god Dagon. The people of Jabesh Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul. All of their fighting men went into action retrieved the bodies of Saul and his sons and brought them to Jabesh, gave them a dignified burial under the oak of Jabesh and mourned their deaths for seven days. 
Saul died in disobedience, disobedience to God. He didn't obey God's word. Instead of praying, he went to a witch to seek guidance because he didn't go to God for help. God took his life and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. I mean, the Lord bless the reading of his word. And I hand over to you, Brother Martins, take us through the remaining segment of the meeting. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brother John. Wow, what a read. Good morning, good afternoon to everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. We are coming straight to our formation segment at this moment. And we are taking our formation. Okay, the formation is right now. We start our formation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all jubilance. At this point, I would kindly ask you to unmute your mics as we take our formation at the count of three. One, two, three. Text is taken from First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. We have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Please do in remembrance of me, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you. For the bread, the body of Christ, which was broken for us. We declare the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as we take this bread. We affirm our sonship. We affirm that our lives are hid in Christ and God. We affirm that we have divine life, the divine life of God at work in our being. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Bread and bread, bread and bread. Hallelujah. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he has sought, saying this cup is in the New Testament in my blood. 
please do you as oft as you think it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. I'd like you to repeat these words after me, please. Divine health is manifested in my body, making me stronger, more vibrant, and wiser. Divinity flows in every fiber of my being, every cell of my blood, every bone of my body. I reign over sickness. I reign over disease. I reign over poverty. I reign over lack. I'm an associate of the God kind. I have the indestructible life of God in me. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. I am vitalized. I am sanctified. And I'm glorified. I'm superior to Satan. I'm superior to Satan. I am superior to Satan. Go ahead and take the cup. Oh, Shagabasunta, those that I am superior to Satan. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for this time. I'd like to say very thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka again, once again. And I'll be handing over back to you, Matt, to keep us in many parts of the meeting. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Muffins. Thank you, Brother Doze, Brother John, Sister Joy, and Pastor Deborah. I just wanted to say something quickly because I don't want us to leave with a particular thought. When Brother John was rounding off the Old Testament session of the reading, reading um, Bible reading, we saw how that the Bible recorded that because of what the Israelites did or because of what Saul did, right, that God um, you know, God dealt with him or God destroyed him, however the Bible tried to communicate it. Now, you need to understand that the Old Testament had a revelation of God that wasn't truly God. And that's why God had to send Jesus. Now, it's showing us how that Saul messed up and then he said that God gave him up, you know, and then he said God dealt. I, I, want, to, I want to go back to that particular scripture so that I can read exactly what he said. It said that um, Saul died in disobedience, in disobedience, disobedient to God. He didn't obey God's word. Instead of praying, he went to a witch to seek guidance because he didn't go to God for help. God took his life. No, God did not take his life. You need to understand that the children of Israel wrote these things. That is the, the, there is a revelation of God that those guys in the Old Testament had of God that wasn't completely God. So they, it's just like if I tell you... Um, all of you know Amarak, and I say, everybody explain Amarak, who is Amarak. You would have different testimonies of me, and it, is de it depends on your relationship with me and your revelation of my personality. You know, so these people wrote based on their revelation of God, but many of them misrepresented God. And this was why Jesus had to come. If we look at it in the story of the, of the, of the woman who had been who had committed adultery right and then she was brought to jesus and they said jesus in the old testament they said that we should throw stones on this person and kill the person and the bible says jesus bowed on the ground and began to write and then he said and you see there's a symbolism of the writing let me not go into that this is not a bible um, um analysis analy analyzing class um but when he rose his head he now said that um he who is without sin should be the first to cast the stone. And then the Bible recorded that every one of them left. Then Jesus rose up and he said something. He said, no man has, has he said, has any man condemned you? He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You see, Jesus always showed us the true personality of the character of, of, the, of God. Because all of those things are documented for us to see the revelation of the true God. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus came and as, as an expression of that love. And throughout the ministry of Jesus, we saw a demonstration of that love. So this is why, as we read, be inspired by the things that you should be inspired by. But our life, our example resides with Christ. 
I often would say in this devotion, there is no prophet that is our example. Don't pray the prayer of, I, I want to, uh, the, the wisdom of Solomon, the favor of Esther, the, um, the something, something of David, the something, something, the meekness of Moses. See, the Bible says it pleased God that God should dwell in Christ bodily. Jesus was everything and more that no prophet ever had. And that is why he's our example. So don't be moved by these things as we read them in the Old Testament and think that God is that way. No, they all had their definition and their revelation and their experiences of God. Many people define God based on their experiences. So you see a woman who hasn't given birth and she feels like, oh, God gives and then he withholds. No, God does not withhold anything good from his children. Jesus told us that, the apostles told us that in the, in the New Testament. So there was a reason for a New Testament because the old was not sufficient enough to reveal God to us. So it matters what you pick out of this Bible reading, God is not whom a lot of the documents in the Old Testament portrayed him to be. God gives, he doesn't take. God is life, he doesn't kill. So do not have the wrong impression of God as we read. I thought to emphasize that so that you don't be in your situation, that trying time that you are going through right now and feel that God is punishing you. No, he wants you out of there. He said, I came that they may have life, have it to the full. Another translation said that they might have and enjoy life. Anything that does not make you enjoy life is not of God. He said, the blessings of God make it rich and added no sorrow. If he brings sorrow, it is not of God. I, I believe that this has communicated a lot. Thank you so much. At this point, please let's omit as we share the benediction. Thank you very much. God bless you, everyone. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, Hooray! 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 Hooray!